Welcome to the Consistency Kills Podcast. I'm your host, Omar Situ. Together, we will discover why consistency is a critical driver for success in all facets of life and how to cultivate consistency in yours. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Now, this is the first episode of 2023. I know, it's April, and I know, the name of the podcast is Consistency Kills. And to be as accountable as possible, I have not been consistent with this podcast. Now, when I launched this podcast last year, I had full intention of being as consistent as possible with this podcast. However, due to... Many seasons of life, you adapt, you pivot, and if you don't have a habit that has stuck fully, like this podcast, well, it's just going to fall to the wayside. And it's no one's fault but my own. However, I just didn't prioritize it the way that I really wanted to prioritize it. So, I am now back on track with this podcast. This podcast is back into a weekly release on Wednesdays, and... I'm excited to be back. I know I've had many people reaching out to me asking when the podcast is going to be back. And now that I'm in the place to have it as a priority and a place to have it in my habits, it is now back into the routine of things and hopefully going to serve well with the name Consistency Kills. So on our first episode back, I'm going to have a great topic, which is the episode about getting back on track when we slip up. Now, How can we consistently get ourselves back on track in our habits, our routines, and life when we fall off track instead of letting ourselves dig deeper outside of the life we want to live? Because being able to acknowledge when you've slipped up, how you're going to get back on, and taking action towards those steps pushes closer to becoming the version of ourselves that we want to become. And every day we do have the opportunity to reflect on whether we are performing the habits that are going to take us where we want to go or if we've fallen off track of those habits. And the goal is not to never fall out of our habits because that's part of life, but rather to be aware of when we do fall out of them, how are we going to get ourselves back to them? How are we going to get ourselves back on track? And there's no doubt that practicing good habits consistently has a positive effect on our well-being. We know that good habits are important. However, if you're anything like me, (laughs) uh, man, it's been a while. There has been times where these habits slip up. We all let our good habits slide sometimes. We've all been there in many different aspects of life. Whether you're like me, where I let this podcast slip up, or fitness, or your health, or your finances, or your relationships, or your job, whatever it may be, we have all been there where good habits of ours slide to the wayside. You follow your diet religiously for a week and then break it with a weekend binge. You commit to working out more, hit the gym for two days, then struggle to get off the couch after a long day of work. You set a vision for your career and get excited by all the possibilities, only to get dragged down in the everyday responsibilities and not return to your dream until months later. There will be times when we lose motivation, when we get distracted, Or we simply just get tired and need a break. Not only that, being human means we are constantly dealing with change and having to adapt during the process. Whether it's changing seasons, health, our own or others, relationships, commitments, 
or all other things going on in our lives, change is inevitable, requiring us to re-examine and readjust our daily habits. I've been there too, and recently rolling into this new year, it hit me harder than it has ever before with all the changes in my life. But as time rolls on, I'm beginning to realize something important. These small hiccups don't make you a failure. They make you human. The most successful people in the world slip up on their habits too. But what separates them isn't their willpower or their motivation. It's their ability to get back on track quickly. There will always be instances when following your regular routine is basically impossible. You don't need superhuman willpower. You just need strategies that can pull you back on track. Habit formation hinges on your ability to bounce back. So with that being said, on today's episode, we're going to cover eight foundational strategies that you can use right now in your life to get you back on track and bounce back to that version of yourself you know you are and you know that you can become. So let's start. Strategy number one, skip the shame, skip the blame, and skip the guilt. Getting angry, mad, sad, depressed, or beating yourself up when things don't go as planned, what it does is it keeps you locked in your old ways longer than wanted. Instead, start by forgiving yourself. It takes time to build a new habit. One slip, or even several slips, doesn't mean your entire plan has gone up in smokes or that you've got to trash everything and start over. So stop beating yourself up. Shaming, blaming, and guilting yourself isn't going to make you feel better. You are not automatically a bad person or a failure because you slip back into your old habits. It just means you're human and you're not perfect. And that's okay. Instead of latching onto the shame, the blame, and the guilt, get curious. Ask yourself questions. Ask yourself what and why Did it happen? See if you can notice or figure out what triggered the slip up. Being aware of your triggers is one of the best ways to change the old ways of thinking, including how you react. Because once you're aware of what is causing you to slip up, you can work not to let your triggers control you, but for you to control your triggers. Strategy number two, schedule your habits into your life. Give your habits a specific space in your life to grow. And to do this, there are two options. Option number one, put it on your calendar. If you want to get back on track with anything, the best way to do it is to schedule in your calendar. If you're a writer and you're stuck in writing blocks, schedule it out. 9 a.m. Monday mornings. Button the chair, hands on the keyboard. That's when that's going to happen. Want to bounce back with your exercise habit? No problem. Give yourself a time and a place that it needs to happen. 6 p.m. every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Book it on your calendar. Put it on your phone. Write it down. Whatever you do, writing it in a calendar is going to solidify and commit yourself to the process of it and having that constant reminder. Option number two, you tie it to your current behavior. While not all of your habits will fit a specific time, excuse me, but they all should have a trigger that acts as a reminder to do them. Let's say you forget to floss all the time. Well, every day after brushing your teeth, which you should be doing every day, you floss. That's 
habit stacking, if you remember, back into us talking about James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, habit stacking is stacking a habit on top of a habit that you're already doing. Same order, same way, every time. Want to have a little bit shift of perspective for happiness? Every time you stop at a red light, tell yourself one thing you're grateful for. The red light becomes a reminder. Same trigger, same sequence, every time. But the bottom line is this. It might be nice to tell ourselves that we're going to change. But getting specific makes it real and gives us a reason and a reminder to get back on track whenever we slip up. Soon is not a time and some is not a number. When and where exactly are you going to do this? You might forget months, but what, this, but what systems do you have in place to automatically remind you the next time? This is where tying it to a current behavior or putting it in your calendar becomes extremely valuable. Strategy number three, stick to your schedule even in small ways. It's not the individual impact of missing your schedule that's a big deal. It's the accumulation impact of never getting back on track. If you miss one workout, you don't suddenly feel more out of shape than you were before. For that reason, it's critical to stick to your schedule. Even if it's only a very small amount away. Don't have enough time to do a full workout? No problem. If you're, if you're typically getting an hour workout in, cut that in half, get a 30 minute workout. Can't get a 30 minute workout in, get 15 minutes. Can't get a 15 minutes, get 10 minutes of stretching. Don't have enough time to write an article, write a paragraph. Don't have enough time to do yoga, take 10 seconds to breathe. Don't have enough time to go on a vacation. Give yourself a mini break and drive to, drive into a neighboring town and explore and see the things. Individually, these behaviors seem pretty insignificant, but it's not the individual impact that makes a difference. It's the cumulative impact of always sticking to your schedule that will carry you for a long-term success. Find a way to stick to your schedule, no matter how small it is, and break it down into as small as it is and do that consistently. Strategy number four. Have someone who expects something of you. I've been on many teams throughout my athletic career. And you know what happens when you have friends, teammates, and coaches expecting you to be at practice? You show up. The good news is that you don't have to be on a team to make this work. Talk to strangers. Make friends in the gym. Simply knowing a familiar face expects you to be there and enough to get you to show up. And if that's not enough... Reach out to friends. Have them be an accountability partner. Have them expecting you. One thing that really helped me into getting into a workout routine before, and I don't do it as much now, but when I was specifically building my routines, was finding someone who also was wanting to work out together. Someone who was also trying to their, improve their fitness journey. And by us meeting up two, three times a week to get our workout in, that person's expecting me to show up for that team workout that we're doing. And that held me accountable. Strategy number five, focus on what you can work with. We waste so much time focusing on what is withheld from us. This is especially true after we slip up and get off track from our goals. Anytime we don't do the right thing we want to do, start a business, eat healthy, go to the gym, 
get back into your podcast, we come up with excuses. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. I don't have the right contacts. I don't have enough experience. I need to learn more. I'm not sure what to do. I feel uncomfortable. I feel stupid. Here's what I want you to think instead of all those thoughts. I can work with this. I can work with this. Because you can. The truth is, most of us start in the same place. No money, no resources, no contacts, no experience. But some people, the winners, choose to get started anyways. And while it's not easy, I promise you that your life will be better if you choose to feel uncomfortable and make progress rather than complain and make excuses. It's the mere idea of shifting your focus from what is withheld from you to what is available to you. It's rare that your circumstance prevents you from making any progress. And I understand there are certain situations that do arise and you might not like where you have to start, but your progress might be slow and certainly unsexy. But what can you make it work with? That's the big question. Strategy number six, just because it's not optimal doesn't mean it's not beneficial. It's so easy for us to get hung up on doing things the optimal way that we end up preventing ourselves from doing them at all. Here's an example. I really want to eat paleo, but I go to Chipotle every Friday with my friends and I'd like to get sour cream and cheese on my burrito. I know that's not paleo. Plus, I have a book club every Tuesday and we always have ice cream. And I don't want to be the only one not joining the group. Maybe I should try something else. Seriously? Is eating clean five days per week better than not eating clean at all? Yes, it is. In fact, eating healthy one day per week is better than none at all. Make that your goal to start. Eat clean every Monday. If you start each week eating clean and clean based, obviously, each person's diet's relative to them on what their limitations are and what type of foods they want to eat and what their goals are. But eating clean in your version every Monday starts your week off right and starts it in a position to adapt if need be. Just because you can't stick to the optimal schedule doesn't mean you shouldn't stick to it at all. Good habits are built gradually. Start slow, live your life in moderation, and get better along the way. Progress is a spectrum, not a specific place. Furthermore, If you haven't mastered the basics, then why make things harder for yourself by fretting about the details? The optimal strategies will make the last 10% of a difference. Meanwhile, 90% of your results will hinge on you simply sticking to the basics. Don't miss workouts. Eat real food. Do the most important things first each day. Master the fundamentals now, and you can optimize the details later. Strategy number seven, design your environments for success. If you think that you need more motivation or more willpower to stick to your goals, I have some good news. You don't. Motivation is a fickle beast. Some days you wake up and you feel motivated. You feel like you can take on the world, conquer anything. And some days you wake up flat, exhausted, tired, zero motivation. If you want consistent change, the last thing you want is to rely on something that is inconsistent. 
which is motivation. A great way to overcome this hurdle and get back on track is to design your environment for success. Most of us acknowledge that the people who we surround ourselves with influence our behavior, but the items that surround us have an impact as well. The signs we see, the things that are on our desk at work, the pictures hanging on our wall at home, these are all pieces of environments that can trigger us to take different actions. With simple environment change, you can make it easy to do the new habit and you don't need more motivation or willpower or a reminder on your phone or a post-it note in the mirror. You can just do it by changing your environment one small step at a time. Strategy number eight, care. It sounds so simple, but make sure that the habits that you're trying to stick to are actually important to you. Sometimes forgetting your habit is a sign that it's not that important to you because we don't prioritize it. And if we don't prioritize something, is it really as important as we think it is? Most of the time, this isn't true, but it happens often enough that I want to mention it. It's remarkable how many times people spend chasing things they don't really care about. Then when they don't achieve them, They beat themselves up and feel like a failure for not achieving something that wasn't important to them all along. You only have so much energy to put towards the next 24 hours. Pick a habit that you care about. If it really matters to you, you'll find a way to make it work and you'll find a way to prioritize it in your life. Change can be hard. In the beginning, your healthy habits might take two steps forward and one step back. Anticipating those backward steps can make all the difference in the world. Developing a plan for getting back on track and recommitting to yourself can make such a difference in your life. Don't let falling back into old habits and thinking patterns derail your desires to move forward and change. It's easy to step forward when you've failed at whatever it is that you're trying to improve. But if you haven't failed, you caught yourself. And that's okay. Now, focus on the next step, even if it's a baby step, and keep going. Today, you aren't the same person as you was yesterday. Small changes slowly equal significant changes over time when you keep moving, when you keep consistently moving. So stop worrying about the failure. Stop worrying about what you've been missing out on because time has gone on. And focus on what's next while taking the next step. So as always, at the end of each of our episodes, we go through three action steps. And these action steps are made for you to be able to implement right now, immediately after this podcast in your life to take this subject we spoke about and apply it into your life and see the results immediately. So let's go over our action steps. Action step number one, examine your why. Think about why is this habit important to you? Why did you start doing it? Is that reason still relevant in your life right now? Or is it still important to you? Perhaps this may have been a habit you started because you thought it was something you should do. Reevaluate whether it is something you actually want to do. If it's a habit that aligns with who you are now and how you want to live your life, then let's recommit to it. Remind yourself why you're making this change. Spend 10 minutes focusing on your why. 
and all the reasons this change is important to you. Action step number two, working on your mindset. This one is going to require you to pull out a journal or a piece of paper and spend a few minutes focusing on what triggered the slip up so that you can recognize it faster in the future. And by recognizing that trigger, think of all the things that happened leading up to your slip up or things that were during the slip up. Anything you can come to mind could be a right answer. There is no specific right answer here. It's only what's happened to you during this process. Then switch to focusing on feelings and actions you want to be taking or feeling, meaning that slip up occurred, but now what feelings and actions do you want to be taking and feeling from that slip up to be able to put yourself back in a position for recommitting towards these goals and not letting these slip up happen again? Action step number three. This is all about accountability. If you feel comfortable talking to me and reaching out to me, I want you to text me if you have my number or personally message me on whatever social media you have me on. And what I want you to do is I want you to share with me the habit that you're recommitting to and why you're recommitting to that habit. What I'm going to do is I'm going to check back in with you and I'm going to hold you accountable to that habit, check back in frequently and see how that habit's going and offer you a little bit of one-on-one tips to be able to help that habit stick. So again, This one is solely up to you. My door is open for you to be able to reach out to me and use me as a resource to hold you accountable. Those are our three action steps at the end of the episode here. I just want to take a few minutes to say thank you to everybody for the continual support and especially to those people who have been pushing me to get this podcast back on track. I do appreciate it because I love doing this podcast. I love sharing these conversations and these thoughts on these specific topics to be able to have you, the listener, apply it in your life, and hopefully see the abundance that these conversations bring about and these topics for you to focus on becoming healthier physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Consistency Kills. When you get a chance, please subscribe. And if you can, share this episode or share this podcast with someone you believe will get value out of it and will be able to bring them a perspective and awareness that they might need in their life right now. So as always, be the change you wish to see in the world and inspire others to do the same.